Ready? Born ready. Welcome to the Simply Pilot Podcast. <laughs> I know y'all are expecting to hear my mother's beautiful, soothing voice. Unfortunately, she is not here today. Um, I'm her boss, her son, and she needed a rest. She's been going hard, so we let her give a day off. But I do have a special treat for you. Those who are new to the Simply Paulette podcast, I promise you, you probably haven't heard this. This is actually one of my episodes of the Just Elders podcast, a series called Sisters Got Something to Say, Volume 3. This is the episode my mother was on. She did what she always does. She stole the show. And after this episode, this is when we knew the Simply Pilot podcast needed to happen. Sit back, relax, enjoy, and we'll see you next week. Let's jump right into this episode. First person I want to bring to the mic. She's been here before. She is probably one of the most requested uh, guests that have ever been on Just As A Podcast. Uh, I've been knowing her for a little while now. We got a really great relationship. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a round of applause to my beautiful, spectacular mother, Paulette Washington. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. What's up, mama? You back? Yep. Always excited. For the third time. First time, episode nine, mama said, give me them yams. <laughs> uh, second time, uh, episode 22, my live podcast. Yeah. And uh, third time is the charm. The sisters got something to say. Volume three. Oh wow, I'm excited. Come on, nobody ever ever did a triple. So, um, how's everything going in your life? Always good. You know what? Always can use improvement, but I'm I'm enjoying the the journey. You got a birthday coming up, don't you? Boy, let me tell you. You know it. You don't already gave me a huge gift. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Kai. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Kai made that happen, you know. Yes, and I appreciate Kai. I got to call her. I told her I wanted to call her, and I wanted to give her some dedicated time because I looked at the room, can't believe it. It's oh, yeah. really nice. It's pretty dope. Thank you, Kai. You're amazing. Um, Next person, uh, I've actually been trying to get her on for a minute now. Lord. Like, forever. <laughs> like, so let me tell you, I'm going to be real. In my head, I'm the breakfast club. I'm actually better. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I just, I mean, we're giving great content. It's funny. It's insightful. You know, we just ain't got millions of followers, right? right. So, like, when I invite people on and they stand me up, I'll be in my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> so, I invited this uh, sister on and she stood me up, but she made up for it. You know what I'm saying? Because she came on time today. On time. Oh, yes. on time. Can I talk about how we met though first? Sure. All right. So boom, check this. That's my <laughs> that's my story time. So boom, check this. I'm at the gathering spot. What I'm doing, Keith? Looking good, smelling good. <laughs> <laughs> so we at an event, and I just see this sister who is immaculate. You know what I'm saying? I got a couple of people in the studio. She beautiful, right? Right. She so, is. So Absolutely. like, so I Inside see this. I see this sister standing on the wall. You know what I'm saying? She looking real cool. So you know me. I walk up to her like, "Why's that?" You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we talk. I can't even remember what I said, but I know I made you laugh. 
You did. I don't remember what you said either. I know I made her laugh. It and was then, funny. And that smile, like, boom, I got her. Now she on the hook. So, I'm in, you know, we fishing. Boom, boom, she on the hook. So, she pulling back away. She pulling back away. So, then she hit me with the goddamn sinker. She said, oh, yeah, my husband. She said something <laughs> real smooth about her husband. <laughs> and you know what I appreciate about it? Because we always, we, we, we had an episode, um, uh, title uh, You better make that email And on that episode It was just talking about Sisters shooting their shot And it was just talking about if, Even if you're not Shooting your shot When guys come at you Don't Don't shut them down Like this super hard If you don't want to talk to dude Just let it ride And she just did it In a very Graceful way So I was like You know what I would like respect And we followed each other On Facebook uh, She's very opinionated online So I was like this is cool. So, uh, I just been calling you coach since then because she told me she was a relationship coach. I am, and this has been my coach since the day we met. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, please give a round of applause to my good friend, my personal coach, Miss Janae. Hi. Founder and creator of Black Wives Matter. Yes, Black Wives Matter because we have to fill our own cup before we fill anyone else's. Come on. Awesome. Okay, okay, okay. How you feeling, man? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I made it. I'm feeling good. You know, just glad to be here. Okay, so tell me about Black Wives Matter, man. What are we doing this year? Oh, what are we doing this year? So we are definitely just keeping up with the group coaching. Definitely going to have a retreat. Um, I don't know where it is yet, but it's happening this year. It has to. Do you mix um, single women and married women or do you keep it? Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. You, you keep it together. All right, so you keep them all together. Yes. We all have a common goal just to understand and just to be a community and create a sisterhood. So married, mm. single. I'm very excited about your opinion and your commentary on oh, this episode. I'm so, I'm so ready to give it, too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This is going to be good. All right, last but certainly not least. Um, I be, like, knowing who I want on the podcast, but sometimes I just say stuff online to see who's going to comment, right? Mm. So I might be like, yo, I'm looking for somebody who want to talk about this on Just Elders Podcast. And if somebody comment that's, like, really excited to me, I'll kick somebody off. Like I've done it before, so um, <laughs> so on this I put out there on Facebook, and I was talking about this subject. And the first person that commented was this beautiful young lady, and I'm super excited because we don't really get to hang out like that except the holidays. Right? Y'all make some noise for my beautiful, intelligent cousin B. Yes. What's up, B? What's happening, cousin? Hey, look, it's always good to see you outside of December. <laughs> Hey, that's how I know we working, bro. It's Christmas, you know what I'm saying, bro? It ain't Christmas. It ain't Thanksgiving. Like, we working, bro. So, so how you feeling? I'm feeling good. Um, first time on a podcast, how you feeling? A little you, nervous. You you're nervous? Yeah. Just tell you. Like, you know how we be kicking it? Uncle Sammy, huh? Yeah. That's all we doing on the mic. We're around the table. Oh! We under, we're around the table. So, cool thing, she a Floyd, too, and we are recording in Floyd Plaza, so... <laughs> Shout out to the Floyds. Shout out to the Floyds. So today, episode, ladies, I actually, I was just telling Keith, man, everything happened for a reason because we were actually going to do an episode today called uh, Dope Podcasters because I know a lot of podcasters and I think it's like a medium that a lot of people, a lot more people need to get into. 
And that's why we're doing a workshop. We were doing a workshop on Saturday. So we're going to bring podcasters on and we're going to have like a conversation about what it has done to us and for us as it pertains to our business, our brands. And um, I, Tiffany Haddish posted a meme and I seen it and I was like, oh, don't worry about it. 50 Cent reposted that meme and I seen it. And I don't like 50 cents. So I'm like, okay, let me pay attention to it. <laughs> uh, all right, hold on. Sidebar. I caught up on uh, Power just for today, and I still hate the show. Anybody watch Power? I watch I love, it. I, I started love it. it. Uh, I'm just disappointed. Like, I didn't watch today, so don't hush. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. I like today's episode. I mean, Today's episode was cool, but it's just I just the show overall is I'm done. He kind of killed it. He shouldn't have did the mid, like cut it off. He should have gave us all of this at one time for me. It, I'm just anticipation. Uh, I was gonna say he does that every year. Yeah. Every year they take a little break, two week break or something. No, I'm saying every episode getting better though. Yeah. Like, like I like I, this past episode. I really wish you watched it. Like, cause, Cause you want nah, more. No, nah, I mean we won't talk about it. Uh, you you should have watched it. No, uh, this this is just as no. a podcast. Ghost being dead and seeing that body, like bro, he dead. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I, don't, no. I, don't I ain't power. seen it, but I don't know. He's I don't power, know. So. I don't think he did. I don't but know. that's a whole conversation. <laughs> 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 hey, look, I like. I'm telling you, Fifty Cent is too smart. <laughs> He is too smart. Hey, I tell you on Twitter, there was like, nah, ghost ain't dead. I, I don't believe it till I see the body. Then you see the body. I don't believe it till I see the funeral. <laughs> so then they had a funeral and like the clip, right? I said, oh, I think that's the funeral. Somebody replied to me on, on Twitter said, nah, that's that's the campaign rally. I said, bro, y'all did not want the ghost. <laughs> I, just, I just can't take it. Like, uh, But I'm kind of over. I'm like, whatever. So 50 Cent posts this meme. And then you know how on Instagram, like when there's a lot of comments, they show you the people you follow. Yes. That, so I seen some shorties comment on it, and I'm like, "What? You? You feel like this?" So I'm gonna I'm pass it around. Y'all just tell me if y'all agree or disagree. That's all you gotta do. Look at it. Agree, disagree. <laughs> all right, B. You agree, disagree. Don't ask me. Like, you agree or disagree? I, mean, I you, just feel like, you, don't ask me. I'm going to do it. So, uh, you agree or disagree? Disagree. I disagree. Okay. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you, you agree or disagree? Uh-huh. This is hilarious. Um, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. Okay. I agree. You agree? <laughs> Mama, you agree or disagree? <laughs> Don't fail me now. <laughs> Don't fail me, mother. Hold on, hold on. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep reading it a couple times to figure out. Let me read this. All right, so, so for the people, I just posted this actually today on my social media. It is a brother. Um, Wearing <laughs> some white panties, he's he taking his white panties off, <laughs> and it says, "These are the type of men who ask women to go half." Mm. Well, and, I'm gonna I'm I'm answer you now. We wouldn't have said anything if that would have been Prince. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. 
This is true. So, all right. I, w- I like when I seen this, I seen it, then I seen a couple of uh, conversation going online. And me and Keith, man, I love how we work because, like, our our show topics, people are like, how y'all come up with the topic? It really be life. We just be chilling <laughs> and something happened. And I told Keith, I like, bro, I want to talk about this, bro. <laughs> and then we were like, in what angle do we come at it? Do we come with the brothers? You know what I'm saying? Speaking their truth, do we bring on a married couple who with who's doing it? Like, how do we have a conversation? And, right. Keith, and Keith was like, you know what? Let's just bring on some sisters with different views and opinions and turn it into a sister's got something to say. So, ladies and gentlemen, I just want y'all to give a round of applause to the very first Sisters Got Something to Say edition 2020, volume hey, three. Hey, yes, hey, hey. Yes. All right. So before we jump into the conversation. Uh, I got to ask everybody a question. Well, let's set the foundation for this. Uh, tell me about your mother. Uh, tell me about your mother and what you learned from her as it pertains to like the relationship you seen her in, whether it was with marriage with your father, guys that she dated. Like, what did you see as it pertains to how they did with money? How they did with money? Let's talk about the genesis of it. Okay. Anybody can go. Um, my mother raised me, you know, single mother. Mm-hmm. So, of course, she Still. she independent. She make her own money, spend her own money how she want to spend it. She do. I don't need no man type of woman. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't know. Like, far as seeing how hard she worked every day going to work, taking care of me and my brothers. The men that she would bring around, I'd be like, he don't live up to it. You know, like, man, why he here? Like, God, leave <laughs> Like, you going on dates? You paying for it, mom? Was he paying for it? <laughs> like, who paying for it? So, like, my mom was a grinder. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because so, it's a grinder. Yeah. Dog. Okay, okay, okay. I see that. What about you, mom? Well, the kind of mother I had, she was a great mother, but um, you have to recognize it was a generation difference. Mm-hmm. And so the relationship that I seen my mother in, she was... Um, a great housewife, a great partner to my father. But she, seeing her in the position she was in made me want to be um, a very independent woman financially because I I seen a lot of her aspirations and her hopes. If they aligned themselves with my father, then things were good. If they didn't align themselves, I don't think she created uh, enough leverage in the relationship to negotiate better for herself. Okay, so, so she was a uh, housewife. She was a housewife, but she also worked. But she did not always um, create a culture that gave her the credit for the work she was doing. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay, um, for the uh, listener, before you go, Janae, yeah, for the listener's sake, be how old are you? Thirty. Thirty. How old are you, mother? Be fifty-one Wednesday. All right, and Janae, congratulations, congratulations. <laughs> I'm 37. 37? All right, cool. Mm-hmm. I just want to listen to see the generation yeah. difference in the room. Right. All right, boom. Yeah, okay. yeah, go. So my mom was a single mom until I was three. Um, three years old, she got married to my stepdad. And it was, the difference was he took care of the home. Like, he was a construction worker. So... My mom worked and paid the bills per se, but he made sure we had, you know, 
the best looking house on the block, the best looking lawn on the block. It was it was a different kind of dynamic. So although she paid the, the bills and she worked full time, it was it didn't look like he was wearing the white panties. You know mm, what I'm saying? Mm. It was it was different because he still contributed to the home. Right. Right. So, yeah. All right. So that gave me a lot of insight uh, on a couple of things. And. I'm glad you went back to the white panties, cause, <laughs> cause, this, uh, this meme, it can be talking about two different things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the meme can be talking about men that go fifty fifty on dates in the yeah. dating phase, and then men can be talking about fifty fifty in the actual relational marriage stage. Right. I, to be honest, I rather focus on the latter than yeah. the former, sure. um, because fifty fifty on dating. Uh, everybody know how I feel on it. I advocate for it. Um, I also feel like brothers. I also give tips for brothers how you can date, uh, you know, with a budget. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I don't. I, so I'm not worried about the dating phase. That's like right. all the interview process. But what I do, I was talking to a sister uh, the other night. Um, beautiful sister, uh, PhD. You know what I'm saying? On top of hers, making plenty of money. And I was like, and she said she agreed with it. And I was like. I feel like a lot of women have lost out on some real soulmates and some dudes that's going to hold them down because we stuck to this image of this white panty stereotype. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, oh, if he ain't got this much money, if he ain't get, got this type of job, like he ain't going to be the one for me. And that's a narrative that we see a lot online. That's a narrative that I'm seeing in real life. So today's conversation, I really wanted to demyth that. I want to break that down. Are we missing out? Is it going half could just be y'all arrangement? That's what I've already seen. So going back to how I was raised. So this is my mother. And that's really why I brought her on. I, from what I saw, not talking about and My parents did a really good job at. Keeping grown folk business, grown folk business. They ain't really, they ain't arguing in front of us. Like it's a lot of stuff we didn't see. Mm-hmm. But what I did see, um, I seen an era where it looked like my mom was a breadwinner when she was a gospel singer and she was singing out over the world. Her money was bringing the money in. I seen an era where they both was doing a leather store. They owned uh, Go West, uh, where y'all were both partners in that. And that yeah. I seen y'all franchise that to like three different locations. Mm-hmm. And then that seemed more like a joint type venture. Mm-hmm. And then I seen you go to school and just focus on my dad construction company. Mm-hmm. And I seen that co- construction company flourish from nothing to millions. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen all of those levels, but. One was where you were the breadwinner. One, y'all was teamwork. The other, he was kind of like, it was his business, right. but y'all always kind of work together. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So um, what I want to ask y'all is, why do you, why is it so fixated on men's financial status when it comes to like relationship, marriage? And when I say financial status, it almost has to feel it has to be a superior financial status. Why is that? It don't really matter to me. Like, as long as you got a job, I do require you to have a job. (laughs) (laughs) You got to be doing something. You got to be doing something. So, so look, look. So, all right, all right. So, but look, sound good. I love it. Sound good. As long as you got a job. But what if that job, brother working at McDonald's, you know what I'm saying? Like, is it, you just saying, as long as you working, we going to work it out. Look, a job is a job. You bringing in money. I'd rather you be working at McDonald's than laying on the couch, laying in the bed when I'm getting up, making money every day. Like, you got to be doing something. Okay, that's her. <laughs> Janae, Janae is looking in disagreeance. 
<laughs> Let's go. Yeah, uh, you you got to have just more than a job for me. For me, you have to have ambition. You have to have a plan. That is so. That's the difference. If you are working at McDonald's, <laughs> but she almost threw up in that. If you, if she, you is are, sickened. <laughs> she is sickened. She is sickened. If you are working that, at that place, right? And but you have a plan, and and I can see where you're working towards something that I can I can I can get behind right, that. Right. But the, your question was being why is it the man having to be superior? Yeah, I've always. Me personally, I have to be, I have to feel protected and provided for, period. Mm-hmm. It's, there's there's no wavering in that. So if I feel protected, that means that I, you know, nobody can do anything to me if my man is around, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel provided for, that means that I can lay my head on my king size bed and know that the mortgage is paid. I think that that is the male responsibility for me. Yeah, yes. why is that though? Because the men are provide. That's what y'all are. We're nurturers, and y'all are providers. That's how the. That's how we're made. I'm not saying that the. See, so the misconception is that the man just does everything, and the woman does absolutely nothing. In our house, the man takes care of the necessity. And the woman takes care of the luxuries. So my husband don't know how much a bed in the bag is, right? He don't know how much curtains cost. He doesn't know how much the family vacations cost. It's not like I'm not spending any money. You don't know how much the vacation costs? He don't. He don't. He don't. Oh, so he he checking up. Come on, come on. I was with you. I was with you on the look. Look, I was about to call you out because I was like, okay, I feel you on the curtains. I feel you on the bag. No, seriously. But I'm like, that's not luxuries. Like those are like that's definitely luxuries. Those are things that that men don't have to worry about. So that's I look. You know what I'm saying? It's stuff that we don't have to worry about. I wouldn't call it luxuries. Those are those are more so of comfort. Those are comforting. Yes, like those are comfort, comfort things, but that's not luxury. A woman is a nurturer, so I'm gonna make sure you're comfortable. I'm gonna make sure you're nurtured. And as far as the vacation, I'm talking about. I I've taken my husband uh, on a week to Mexico, and he has no idea how much we spent. Talking about the whole thing, the whole all inclusive experience. So, but um, I don't know what kind of checks you write in a Wells Fargo. That ain't my business. Okay, I know the mortgage paid though. So I feel like just because just because I say he's paying the bills, I'm making I'm also um an asset. I'm making sure that we're comfortable. Right. Okay. Okay. So um So I think that the narrative that's being pushed to everybody else is like, you know, the woman ain't doing nothing. You know, she just didn't well, ain't doing well, nothing. So here's the thing, because it's women that co sign that narrative. It's women out here that saying like I'm in my bag and I need his too. You know what I'm saying? That's why every time you see me, I got some new shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the there. And then, like, it's grown married women that's like, yeah, hot girl summer. Like, so it is, like, you got to realize the narratives, it's not for brothers like your husband. You know what I'm saying? Brothers like your husband, they are, um, they are in their world and they got their wife 
they strong, right? Yeah. But then there's a group of single brothers out here that are trying to have wives, and the narrative is just very like it's that. The narrative is uh, city girls, hot girls, yeah. and then we see like so we say stuff like, "Dang, we can't have no team." So then we see a whole bunch of single women like, "Hell nah, take some white panties off." <laughs> that's, then we see a whole bunch that's, of- that's because we're in the forty dollar era. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. We're in the $40 hey, uh, for, era. For, for, the, for the listeners, for the listeners, the listeners, explain the $40 era. <laughs> explain the $40 era. Okay, so the $40, it has become more acceptable for women to exchange whatever they exchange it for to a male, and they call it the $40. Right. Right? So... They sell them puss. Yeah, right, saying. right. I get for $40, dollars For $40. Yeah, that's the, no. going, that's the going rate. That's, the that's that Groupon pussy. <laughs> that ain't none of mine. <laughs> that, that, that's the new era. It just... That's that going rate. Like, it, <laughs> everybody, like, it ain't for free no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's become acceptable. Oh, I don't know. Hell like, nah. All right, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you brought that point up because a lot of... Time. No, you know you day rich niggas. What Wendell at? I want to hear that shit. I, I like to hear what is there because when you're not privy to certain things or people have a certain expectation of you, mm-hmm. they don't have certain conversations around you. Mm-hmm. So when you're when you are having conversations with women, just being aware, it helps you to sort of cultivate the con- conversation where it's all inclusive. So, you know, I because I, I was waiting to hear what is the $40. What is the four, $40. I didn't know that was the gr- going right. Maybe, maybe. So, here's the thing. So, some say $40. Some <laughs> right. say two dinners. You know right. what I'm saying? Some say a movie. It's you an exchange. We're going to be real. A piece. Hot lemon pepper. Extra crispy. So, uh, what do you mean? Then. So, uh, but yeah. So, some people... Uh, they say it's different things, but that's the whole, that's wow. the whole, I mean, I'm telling, but look, that's the whole culture that's out here. Now. Yeah. That's the culture that's out here now. So mom, I want to go to you before I go to the next thing. Like okay. we, 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 everybody's talking about why, why do women say they want a superior man financially? Like, what do you, why you go for rich niggas? Well, listen, I, it's not so much, <laughs> it's not so much that I go for a man that's wealthy. I, I go for a man that aligns himself with where I'm at. Now, I I feel very fortunate. I got about 20 years on my sisters that don't, that don't make me superior. I just think it has given me more time to craft what I want for my life. And I personally, I'm, I agree with everything they're saying, but I want to add to it. I agree that... Um, a man needs a job or something, but I also realize a man can be crafting a job that is not aligned with corporate America. Like when I met my ex. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So yeah, talk about I, that. When I met my ex, I wasn't but 19, but my spiritual understanding had gave me the intuition to be able to hear the heart of a man. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, and you have to know it was my spirituality because at 19, who knows what? But I knew when I was listening to Eldridge and the way he was talking about his dreams and what he was doing, I knew if I got with this guy and supported him, 
he was going to be a wealthy man. That nigga had that game. He did. <laughs> now, can it I was, say this? Can I say this about, yeah. uh, like, and I want you to speak to it because I just remember we moved from the apartments mm-hmm. um, and we moved into this house, y'all. So my childhood home was a two bedroom gas station. Literally. Right. We had, it was gravel in the front yard. The gas pumps were still there. It looked so much like a gas station. People knocked on our door asking us if the store was still open. Mm. Hey, Hey, look, like, and I just remember moving there. And I remember, I'll never forget this. I remember, uh, well, two things I'll never forget. So I remember with dad, like, he used to bring home extra stuff to kind of work on the house after he did work. So one day he, uh, because it was lime green block so one day he brought home some paint from a job so he stopped painting the house so we like oh the house getting painted oh house getting painted so then he ran out of paint halfway so now our house looked like a ghetto aka house <laughs> halfway halfway uh peach halfway uh lime green and i just remember one day dad bringing a 3d rendering of the house Mm-hmm. And I would pay a million dollars to find that mama because it looked just like that house now. Yeah. And I remember everybody laughed. <laughs> he put this 3D <laughs> rendering at the front door so he could see it every day when he left. And everybody fucking laughed. <laughs> his wife and all his goddamn kids. <laughs> As a man now. I was only laughing because everybody laughed at us. Because my family would come over and they would say, what did, did y'all buy a picture and didn't get a frame? And I said, no, that's going to be the house. They would laugh so hard. Mm. I was laughing with them. I was like, this is going to be our house, whether you believe it or not. So the joke was, one year went by, it didn't happen. Two years went by, <laughs> it didn't happen. Three years went by, it didn't happen. All the way to five years, it didn't happen. Huh? Six years came, it didn't happen. The seventh year came, and Elder said, that's it. He said, we ready. And I said, okay, we fixing to do it. I said, kids, this is fixing to happen. Everybody in the family laughed. Guess what? That house went from a two-bedroom to a six-bedroom, six a and guest, guest house in the back, back with trees in the yard. He plant. He 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 dug up the uh, gas pump. Yes. He bricked the house. He uh put a, a fence. In the front of, around the house, in the right. front of the house, right. he paved the basketball court. He right. never finished that, right? <laughs> but he, he did pave the basketball court, right? And like I seen that, shit. and he did it in thirty days. Wow, wow, yeah, that kind of work ethic is not around, right? Yeah. right. I disagree. Barely. I, dis- I disagree. But Barely. you know what? But going back to why a lot of women feel like. Um, Men have to be the breadwinner. I I do believe a man have to have a job, but I don't think that job always have to be manifested in him getting up to a nine and five. I believe that 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 job starts with a clear and precise vision. Absolutely. And then do I think he needs to provide for the family? I think when a man has a clear, precise vision, you're going to see him taking care of the home. He, he'll take on certain roles. But I think what women may be challenged in right now, because, and I feel like sometimes it's the miscommunication of your mother, or you may not been able to see what your mother was seeing, or it may be that your father was not definitive enough. But I think what women are challenged in, they lack vision. 
For the men, they lack the ability to see vision in men. And I think for you. So whose fault is that? Is that the man's fault for not painting the vision clear? Or is it her fault for not being able to see a vision, even if it's it's not finished yet? Basically, I don't think it's anybody's fault. I think a woman lose out when she has it. Has it? I think what what m- many women are walking away from, they just depriving themselves of what could be. But you can't. And that's why right. I'm glad you said that because you said something about your your stepdad. Mm-hmm. Like you said your mom worked, she paid the bills, but he did. He presided something completely different. The mm-hmm. house looked good. Like y'all was straight. Mm-hmm. Y'all was on point. But I see a lot of sisters who are very successful. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Money is not necessarily what you need. Exactly. At all. Like, so I'm like, why are you looking for that? Like, you need somebody that's going to love you. You need somebody that's going to understand you. You need somebody that's going to support you. Why do I feel like everybody is not as open to the alternative love that your stepfather brought Mm -hmm. to your mother versus, oh, I just need, right at the door, if your money ain't right, mm. I, I do think that people do miss out, but I also think that that narrative was built because... They basically the men are put on a what a, what's the word I'm looking for pedestal. They're not put on the pedestal, but the women put themselves on the pedestal. So oh, the men they do put themselves on. <clears throat> yeah, so the men has have a uh, <clears throat> why can't I find my words today? But they have a responsibility, right? To huh? Right, right. So. Basically, women are tired of being disappointed as well. And a lot of women fall in love with potential Mm -hmm. and not action. So your dad, he had the vision and he followed through. A lot of times, men ain't following through. Well, let's talk about it. My mom said it was done in 30 days, but truth be told, it it was done in six years, seven years and 30 days. Right, right. right. That's true. The manifestation became. But I'm going to tell you, what was the last thing you just said? Right, I the potential. Right. I think this is the thing. Potential is an illusion. Yes. But I think as women. Don't say that. My, my little shot of listening. And I ain't nothing but potential. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. Don't say Baby, don't listen to it. <laughs> don't listen to it. <laughs> I'll be selling, selling a dream. <laughs> but this is, this is what I, I mean. Potential is a, an illusion. But this is the thing. When a person has potential, when you become so gifted, like she was saying, um, as you said, your role is to nurture. Our role is to nurture. When you see that potential, you become like a a coach to an athletic uh, person. You see that potential and you know how to manifest it. And when you don't know how to manifest what you're wanting in your life, it is because you haven't crafted yourself what you're looking for. So you're saying that it's up to the woman to help a man manifest his dreams? No, I am saying it is up to you as a woman to find a man that can manifest a dream that is aligned with your own. That is true, because these days a lot of wealthy women... 
They like, I ain't about to raise no man. You know, right. I ain't about to treat right. no man. How and that's why I'm, I'm not about to tell you how to treat me. You know what I'm saying? You I should already know shit. how to like, do God that. Damn, just let, me, let me sleep in your house. Fuck. Right. <laughs> like, like, I don't want to stay there all day. You my man. You ain't my son. But like, that, yeah. that's why I end up finding men that are successful in life. Because at certain points at this point in my life, I'm not going to start right. from the beginning. Right. But my now, I get dating. You. I get, like, I get my, my mama. I seen her rock with somebody from the bottom. Now, like, right. I no. seen her rock with a nigga from Little League. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, now, she deserves no. a nigga that's in the NBA. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, but I, I, but I don't discriminate. It depends on, like, right now, I'm in a relationship, so I'm not uh, meeting somebody. But this is the shout thing. Out, shout out to Wendell. <laughs> exactly. Rich well, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> before I met Wendell, my dating people could not Trash. figure out my no people, people could <laughs> <laughs> people don't you can't figure out what I'm looking for because I date to what my desires are right you may be a guy that just is funny like one guy they really thought was my boyfriend <laughs> that was not you know he, he was from New York hey, hey, hey man hey hey, hey. <laughs> hey I, like, I, I like your mom man I like, I like, I like no, her. because I was oh, in a shoulders. very Yes. Down, t- I had just divorced, yeah. and I realized I'm a very like you see Emmanuel's uh, Eldridge personality. Mm-hmm. I am like that all the time. I'm like always. You see me around mm-hmm. your mom. Them I was, but you know when I went through my divorce, I was in a very depressed state. Not I wasn't sad, but I, you know when pe- in my appearance, mm-hmm. but my spirit was low right. because mm-hmm. I was like. I see a whole lot of women who who absolutely do nothing to keep a marriage together. Mm-hmm. And it's understandable to me when it fall apart. Mm-hmm. But in my marriage, it wasn't a bad marriage. I'm like, so how I end up in the same boat with them? Right. Mm-hmm. So my spirit was broken. And so when I knew I didn't have the capacity within myself with what I was going through to laugh. So I met this dude, what made me like, really allow him to be around me because it was so crazy to me. He seen me at a public and he walked around. He was walking past me and then he just made a circle. He was like, Ooh, <laughs> 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 and I was like, hey, gassed all the way up. Right. All it was like crazy. He was just walking in circles to the point I could no longer walk. Mm-hmm. He just walking in circles. He's talking about, ain't letting you out of this circle. <laughs> Girl, I ain't seen nothing like this in a long time. <laughs> Don't hurt nobody with that thing. <laughs> so I just started laughing so hard and I laughed so profusely in that moment and then he was like Laugh the panties off. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, that's not true. That's just what I, you needed in your life. I was at It wasn't a sexual relationship right. at all. But what my Rest kids. Rest in peace, he no longer here. Yeah, he oh. passed away. But my kid, what my kids Did couldn't understand, <laughs> he didn't fit anything far as what would have been my typical type. Right. But at the moment, he made me laugh. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to. And that's a requirement meant for me with any person I'm with but at that time it was more essential to me than anything Mm -hmm. let me say that so that right there to me I think that's a real quality like laughter is a real quality like somebody that makes me laugh like 
the thing, because, and again, I've seen, I've gotten, I, I was talk, talking to Keith, we were talking about this, uh, I've seen different sides of uh, my parents' marriage. Mm-hmm. I've seen my mom scrape up change right. to go buy milk. Right. And I've even gotten pussy because I've deposited my daddy checks. <laughs> like, I've, like, and we got the same name. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember the bank used to, it wasn't clicking because my name Elders too. And they used to be like, Mr. Washington, do you need anything else? <laughs> and I started dating the teller. So I don't see different levels. So money come and go. I'm saying it to right. say, yeah, money right. comes and go. Yes. Laughter lasts forever. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't see it's just like, oh yeah, he funny, but he ain't got no job. And yeah, they'll talking about me so I'm feeling personal about it you know what I'm saying <laughs> I'm like well motherfucker you could have been laughing and having a good time you know what I'm saying hell if you nurtured me right this laughter could have made me Kevin Hart you know what I'm saying but, but, look, but look at your ass now you frowning and shit you know what I'm saying you yeah. frowning with money and shit Got so what I get way too caught up on, on the money and, and then we talk about not wanting to be with no lane and I'm like mm-hmm. Come on, okay. Sierra. Talk about Sierra. Dave, Talk about Sierra. Define you know, what y'all is the know lane. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Not, not, not lane. that popular. Russell I, is a yeah, lane. The, y'all the, gonna be real. The people. He good the, for the you, though. The corporate guy that's gonna take care of you and 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 you know. He gonna treat you right. He gonna treat you right. He ain't toxic. Worship the ground you work on, but he's not funny or he's just square. He doesn't yeah. dress properly. Yeah. You know, it's just Russell just Wilson was looking like lane. a Missy Yellett video. Y'all seen that? Oh, that I, picture. I, I, I ain't see it, but you know, so I have a Facebook group and in the group we talked about, do you really think Sierra uh, loves Russell? I think she loves her husband. Mm -hmm. However, I do think if future was not future ish, she'd be still right there. No, see, that's why, that's why I disagree. You disagree with that. Future was everything Sierra asked for. Everything. Everything she, I'm looking for that dope. Boy, that's a song. No, that's her. Knock it off. That's her. That's Knock her. It, it was it, exactly what she. I mean, she talked about in the interviews. That's the shit she liked. That and, she's and then from what happens Atlanta. Is you she get, wants. You get what you wanted. That thug shit. Right. And then you want to uh victimize yourself because you got that shit. Nah, right. bro. I don't. I don't, I don't well, care. Not, not every thug or whatever. It got to be screwing everybody. Sorry. <sighs> All I'm saying I don't, is I don't agree with that. Well, I'm just saying at some point there are qualities point, you get when you go for a certain type of street right. nigga. Yeah. That shit it's, that just come what with I'm the saying, game. What, what shit you come may with be attracted to, you know, I had to learn what I'm attracted to is not necessarily what I want. I'm one of those people who, because I'm adventurous and everything like that, I'm I'm like. I, I would say I'm not a loud woman, but mm-hmm. I am the woman who's going to have the fun mm-hmm. right. and everything. So I I had to learn. I don't like a guy who's like me. I don't huh? like a loud that guy. That might be my problem. I think, no, I think for I me. I like the yeah. opposite. Low key. Like, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. You know, I like the guy that even if you look at uh, Wendell uh, today, Wendell and I have the best time. He got great charisma. But when you look at Wendell, he, he old. Well, he's an older man. <laughs> <laughs> he's an older man, but I am also an older woman. But he's the type. No, he's older than me. Hell. But this is the thing. I like when, Wendell. When you get around Wendell, 
I don't care where we go. He attracts women on every level because it's his swag. Mm-hmm. It was the same way. It was the same way they, with my they, ex. They see that money print. <laughs> they see that money print. But, but look, these kind of men, swag, these kind of men that I'm print. talking about, you don't, you know from the way they carry themselves that they had. You you know my ex, Eldridge. He was not loud. He is. He's very charismatic, but. The way he developed into that, he wasn't always that. Right, but when he got with me, he was that way. Yeah, yeah. My friend used to be scared of that because he ain't talk. Right, he don't. He don't really talk. But when you get to know him, he's loud. Right, that's how Wendell is. Mm -hmm. You when you get around Wendell, he's very funny. He's everything, but he's the he's somewhat the opposite of me. And I, I'm telling you, I had to use that too when I came a single woman. Um, after my divorce, because the men that I would have normally been attracted to, I realized character wise, emotionally and spiritually, I was not aligned with that group of men mm-hmm. in that phase of their life. I had to step up uh, a <clears throat> decade or so right. to have the commendations. I right, want. Right, right. Yeah, me personally, I, I still need some kind of street. A you little know, bit, right? A little, it it makes you feel secure. That. Yeah, so, when it, 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 it makes you feel protected, protected for real. Right. See that shit right there. All right, no, so check I'm this out. Look. I'm not street right. But you street no, smart, man. No, see, that's street. different. You have street sense. Right. Yes. right Nobody right. asking you to be no hitter. So, right. so well, I'm just saying, even that, like, it's just like, when when folk when folks say that like I'm not no street cop I'm just be real mm-hmm. I'm not no fighter either like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like I used to but like nigga we grown now like right. that shit like you niggas die now so right. like right. so like so like you, you slap my girl on the ass I'm like that shit fatter Okay, my man can't. He got to be six something. <laughs> For one, my baby daddy six two two fifty. All right. The person I talk to, I need to know that if he pop off, you gonna fight. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be scared of him. Look, he's intimidated. Like he used to intimidate. No so, lie, he used to intimidate guys I would date. Like see, see, so shit now like that, it's like I can't date no. Like, you can't be small. So, so for me, for me, I'm too. I'm too. One time, yeah, I'm just. I'm just a cool ass cat. So if a nigga fight me, he just. Evil. I'm just be real. I'm just be, I'm just be real. I'm just cool. That nigga. I'm gonna defuse that shit real yeah. fast, and we're gonna talk like to, to the point. So I can't reveal it, but today I had a conversation with somebody, and they're gonna come on the podcast. And uh, it was that situation. It was a situation where like nigga, would, like nigga, was put in place to try to intimidate me, and it just didn't work. Like it was just like, oh damn, bro, they, they were tripping. Like right. you, you the real one. <laughs> That bitch. <laughs> my nigga, my nigga. But don't worry, some shit coming to y'all so, real soon. So like, but I like even that. So now we getting off of that. Like, I just feel like those are. I get that. I get mm-hmm. you want somebody based off of your situation. Your baby daddy, big ass nigga. You need you need to know. You need that nigga to hesitate. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, need, you need your baby daddy to hesitate. Like, like, yeah, you know, that's going to be a real fight. <laughs> that's going to be a real fight. So that's real to me. Yeah. But this key, what I'll keep going back to is where we're losing on everything else. Because again, and maybe it's just my background, what I've seen. I've seen a woman support a man and 
and I seen him go level up financially. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I personally mm-hmm. seen that. Right. And I just know my personal journey. I know if I had somebody that rocked with me, and I had somebody that rocked with me the way I want to rock with me, like we'll go a lot farther. You know what I'm saying? And 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 even in my relationship, I've had that. I've had sisters kind of like rock and we cool for other reasons we don't work out or whatever. But I see a lot of women. I'm just like, like, baby, I see you lonely. And I see you fucking with niggas that got the money, but you not happy. I think it's you not happy. generations too. Like back in the day, we grew up seeing our grandparents, our grandpas taking care of home. You know what I'm saying? Like, but your grandma wasn't happy. She wanted to work. What else? She was <laughs> but I'm saying, yeah. like, it's just like grandma these days can't be grandmas because grandma 45 and she a grandma. She still want to party. Right. Well, that's that's true. You Look at this saying? woman. Yeah. Paul, 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 Paul was out last night. Uh, it, it has a lot to do with generation and how you was raised. Like, but I, 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 I Kika, I, I know you about to say something good, but look, hold it. But like, even that. So I hear that. Oh, generation. I'm old school. I love when I hear girls say, "Oh, I'm old school. I'm old school." Man, gotta take care of home. But you ain't doing nothing your grandma used to do. Well, yeah, and that's I what always saying. say, yeah. if you if you want me, if you if you no. want a man to take care of a hundred percent of the financial responsibility, it's your job to be uh, responsible for the domestic half. Right. But if you want to go fifty fifty, but I'm supposed to cook and clean and, and well, bu- not- bust it open on demand. No, well, that's yeah, right, you right. definitely need to bust it open on demand. But that's uh, here, neither here uh, nor there. No, we no, just no, talking no, about. No. I'm talking about. But I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> I'm down. I'm down with you. I'm down with helping raise the kids. I'm down with helping with the meals. I'm down. With, I ain't See, against. So you, you, you're not talking about yourself when it comes to that meme, because that's not the normal. That's not. Men want 50-50 and they want you to cook and they want you to clean and they want to rear well, the kids. And I think that's an assumption. I think there's a... That's see, not an assumption. I think there's a there's there's an assumption that there's a blanket being threw on the 50-50 mindset. Mm. The 50-50 mindset, so a lot of brothers in my circle is like, look, I want to meet somebody and I want us to create what works for us. My finances, personally, I might not be able to pay the mortgage. I might not be able to pay the car note. But this is what I can do. I can't hold you down. I'm going to give you everything I got and whatever that takes care of. Plus, I'm a love. I'm a support. I'm a cherish. Let's figure out how can we work this up. This pie, if it's an even pie, it's an even pie. If my finances allow me to pay 70 and you pay 30, let's do it. But let's not strain ourselves because I got to live up to this Oh the man take care of everything right, right, And I'm right. not there That's what's happening on my side With some real niggas That's I what agree. I see But what about uh, So two things Cause like What do you Cause you're your actual coach too So yeah. what do you say to the women Who flat out Say like I'm in my bag and I'm in here too No not, not just not, <laughs> not, no, not just that Not just flat out say I cannot take care of a nigga Period like somebody who flats out tell you, look, like you might come to them and say, all right, look here, sure, this is my plan. Yeah, I got, I'm working on this business and working on this deal. Um, might not pop off for six months. So for six months, I need you to hold it down. I'm gonna need you to hold. It. I can take care of bills, hold but I'm gonna need down. you to take care of the rent. Mm-hmm. She's and like, I can't do that. I don't want to take care of no nigga. Okay, my response to her would be, then you need to find a new relationship. I, I don't I don't sugarcoat anything with my clients. If if you can't meet somebody in the middle that's coming to you with an actual ex- expiration date, okay, six months. I need you to do this so we can elevate. And you're saying no, I can't do that. Then you need to be prepared for his response, which could be I'm out. 
Okay. I say give him six months. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> my cousin got tried out. <laughs> hey, 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 you, you gonna <laughs> hey, look, 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 like you gonna be manager at McDonald's <laughs> six months? You gonna be on the front. So, to, so to piggyback off of that, because I, I want Mama to respond to this. So help help the ladies distinguish, because y'all brought it up, and I like how you phrased it, right? Because potential, yeah, potential is out there, and, and there's a stigma like you don't date a man with potential, yeah. but. But, but like you said, you have to have a clear vision, mm-hmm. and as a woman, you have to be able to see that vision. Yeah. So, where do you, how do you unblur that line between potential and seeing the vision? Because I, I believe that, like we talked about this, um, I brought it up on our BBW episode. Actually, right, like right. a woman just Big speaking, believing, a woman just speaking and believing in you. As you're sharing that vision, but mm-hmm. then where is that potential? Like, how do you like help the like? How do you what's potential that? and what's all right, nigga? You talking like? How do you know? I think it's for time. the sisters out there. Um, shout out to you, Ma, for for sticking it out for. Would seven you have years. left my daddy? I would have definitely left your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I would have definitely left your daddy in, in year four. In year four, I would have been like, you know what, Eldridge? I'm. It ain't gonna work. Me and the kids I'm, moving out. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this gas station. I'm, I'm tired of this gas station. Ain't even no gas in these pumps. So at least turn the gas on so we can make some money. I mean, dang. Let's fill them up. Let's, look, people knocking on the door. We gotta say, ain't no gas. No. Let's fill these tanks up. No, I would have left. I I would have left. But I think that time, I really do feel like it's up to. (laughs) Sorry, your daddy would have got left. But I feel like time, and it's in, and the timeline is is contingent on what woman you're talking to. So I say, I said he would have got left in four years. You know, Mama stayed the whole seven years and thirty days. Shout out to you, Ma. Uh, and you might have you would have been right about it. Hell, salty. Acrimony. You She waited twenty years for that man idea to pop off. Yeah. Twenty years. Nah, that's a whole nother hell nah. But I think it's time and contingent on what woman you're talking to. So uh potential he might very well you know need somebody to push him and and you know keep him motivated and, and such. And I think that again, that's what women that we're good at that. We're born into that. Yeah. But yeah, time. And I think it's like what your vision is about because if you come to me, baby, I'm about to be a producer. Oh, that rap. Huh? You said you producer at 45. Yeah. Baby, you going to go to a warehouse or something. You got to get some. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about you a rapper, songwriter, producer? Nah. Yeah. At, at 42, you better have a day job. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to take this opportunity, which um, I'm feeling I real bad over here. Bro. <laughs> Me, me and Keith over here producing podcasts. <laughs> go, go scream on iTunes on all, on all platforms. <laughs> hey, look. Hey. Oh, shit, man. Hey, hey, baby. Hey, baby. If you listening. <laughs> if, if you listening, man. All I need is seven years, man. And 30 days. <laughs> 
Just give me that 7.30, man. Just give me that 7.30. I promise you. This shit gonna pop, man. Oh, this shit gonna pop. Just give me seven uh, years. My head days. is hurting. <laughs> well, let me tell you. Let me, let me, um, you know, I, I love when you, you got women just being real. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because I, I think iron sharpens iron, and I think we all learn from each other. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to go a little bit further right now and share something. And I'm sure my ex um, may be a little uh, – he, 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 he wouldn't mind people knowing because – I'm telling you, I'm one that uh, truly... Text it to me first. <laughs> okay. You know what? I better text it. <laughs> no. Right, no, you good. No, you good. no, no. You, Let me no, tell no, you something. No, no, no. Say it, say it, say it. Let say, me say. tell it's you what... It's suggest the other part. Yeah, because this, this suggests, and you can decide what you want to do with it later. But I like being really for real. I mean, we live in a a, a, a time now where women are trying to be, do a balance in that. We want our girlfriends to think we got ourselves together. We ain't going through nothing. You know what? We feel sorry you going through it. But I'm going to just tell you, any good woman, any real good woman that really knows about cultivating relationships knows that there are highs and there's lows. Correct. And you learn how to navigate them. A, a, a great relationship is not defined on the least amount of problems you have had. Your A great marriage is measured by the challenges you've had and you have overcome together. Sure. That that is a better definement of of getting through life. So I'm going to tell you something about seeing potential and cultivating it. This isn't something that it isn't that it's a 50-50 chance that it will work. It will absolutely work. If you know what you're looking at if it's truly potential or if it's not. And you have to know that because what happens is you can identify yourself in others you know you can identify it it is something you you will never see a champion in anything that something didn't reign true to them and they stuck with it and they got what coaches that was able to see that and just pull it out of so when when I was uh, 18 years old. I was coming from a place of being a single mother where a lot of people was disappointed in me I had so much potential. I was already on college track and everything. Got pregnant at 15. And even though people loved me, my mother and daddy loved me. They never down put me in. But it crashed their dreams of what they expected of me. I already had scholarships in the ninth grade. So then it crashed their dream. And I knew what it was like to have a dream crashed. And nobody don't believe in you no more. But you are screaming from the inside. I'm still that person. Just just support me and believe me and I get there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I I encompass that mentality. And when I seen my ex, I seen that in him. He he was in college doing great. First in his his, his family to go to uh college among the boys, doing great, um, um determined to get through college. Got hooked up with some of the wrong people. Got in trouble with the law. Very first time in his life, go to court. They say you ain't gonna go to prison because you you um you um you never first been offender. in trouble. You're first offender. And the the, the drug dealers he was dealing with said, 
Negro, where they called him nigga. Mm-hmm. Your, your lawyer finna send you to prison. He was like, no, I'm doing the right thing. They sent him to prison for two years. Mm-hmm. Crashed his hopes, his dreams. And now where everybody used to believe in him, everybody stepped away. Mm-hmm. I go to the prison one day to visit my brother. And I see this black man over here selling leather like crazy. I'm like... I just, out of curiosity, I was like, why are you selling leather, leather like this in Hold prison? Hold on, question, question. For the mm. listen, listening, this is your first time meeting him? First time? Me in prison. In prison. Okay, let's clarify. I let's said, why are you selling this leather like this? I mean, you ain't going nowhere. And where are you going to spend your money? Buy cakes? I'm sure your family is giving you some money. Mm-hmm. He was like, no, nah, man, I, I just went to prison and I got a baby back home. And he said, I got to send my child support. I was like, child support? They excuse your child support when you in prison. You know, when I seen that, I was like, whoa. I seen myself in him. I said, if somebody gave me the chance to 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 believe in me, I'm I'm in a place I can't see clear, but I'm I know what didn't work. And I'm really in the work. I seen myself in him. And you know what? That curiosity created a conversation that I began to write him every day because he felt my spirit and I fed, fed, uh, I fed his. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Uh, a year or so later, he get out of prison. You know what? He didn't have no driver's license. All he did is had all those leather goods that he had in there. I was like, I'm going to help this guy. You know what I'm saying? And at first, I wasn't even claiming him for mine. He was believing God that his baby mama was going to give him a second chance. And I was believing God was going to give my my daughter's baby a chance. Mm-hmm. So we're praying and edifying each other. I'm trying to, he, he didn't have a license. And I remember he rode down the street one day. He Matter of fact, he he, uh, he was over here at High Point where they done completely, uh, his folks was over there, his dad. He rode down the street one day and seen a station wagon that was uh, $200. And he didn't even have the money to get it. I helped him get that $200 up. He bought it. And he, he um, went to Kinko's and created a homemade sign out of letters said, Washington's Home Beautification and Maintenance Service. And I was like, boy, you got it. I mean, didn't have I'm like. You're proud. You're proud. You were proud. <laughs> and before long, he, he started to, to fall for me because I was supporting for him. But I, I had already had some love for him because I was like, this man, if give him the chance, mm-hmm. he can make it. Yeah, that's way more than potential. Look, Let me just say that. But I didn't. That's it execution. Was, but yeah, but it was nothing in his prison life that could have executed anything. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm right. saying? Mm-hmm. But I heard his heart. And then what what happened one day, I remember, and I'm going to jumpstart all the other stuff. We'll get to that. Our first, at this point, we done got married. All right. And now we, we still working on little stuff. And my ex at the time his interaction with white people was only robbing them mm-hmm. he didn't even think he was supposed to speak to them deal with them at all <laughs> yeah he sure. only robbed them but i came from a background where i dealt with white people all the time because of my economic advancement mm-hmm. and i began to talk to him about that i was like no you need to 
But you, if you're gonna, no, no, don't rob. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, you need to expose yourself to a different mentality because if you're gonna reach the goals that you're gonna reach, a lot of those people are not gonna be what you're accustomed to. Right. So we we started uh, negotiating. Me taking him around my friends, become a part of my church where it was a lot of white mm-hmm. people. And he still was standoffish. And I would just say, no, you need to do this. So fast forward that. We Years later, we go in for the gusto. We don't got from making just a few hundred dollars a week. He said, I want to, I, I really want to, to um, uh, make some big money. I want to do some commercial jobs. So he go to sign this job to to remodel Wells Fargo vault. Okay, he goes in that. Sl- I I helped, bought him a briefcase. I I you know I was like you know this and, and because I had coached him how to deal with white people when he got in there mm-hmm. he was dealing with white people he was killing it you know and then he got in there and now I'm scared. Because this guy is going in here to interview to remodel a Wells Fargo vault, and he's a felony. Mm. Yeah. So, so his, his, his dreams and reality is now proceeding like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. he's catching up. Yeah. Right. He's catching now, up the way he's dreaming. Now, right. he's, he's full force. Now, I'm nervous. Because mm. I'm like, I know when you go in here, they're going to do a background track. So, I'm thinking... No, I, I was like, LG, you know what? I've always supported you. But, you you know, it's a couple of things you need to know about white people. You fish and be dealing with money up to the ceiling. You know, these are, he was like, you know what, baby? I got this. He said, I I, I got so much confidence in what I'm doing. He said, I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm finna shine my shoes up. He, and he, he was an excellent dresser. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing. <laughs> he walked in that Wells Fargo. I'm I'm so nervous. I can't even go with him now because I feel like I'm gonna. Get, I knew I would give give it away mm-hmm. with my nervousness. He told me, you know what? I, I don't even need that energy. I know you're trying to support me, but I'm I'm scared. He walks in there. The man uh, finished. He said, you know what, Mister Eldridge? Let me shake your hand. He said, man, you're the best contractor that come in here. He said, you know what? We want you to. Um, we we're giving the job to you. He said, we just have one thing to do. He said, before uh, you can come in, he said, I need you to sign this waiver so we can do a background check. Can you believe guys come in here trying to uh, remodel for us and we are uh, vault with money and they, they don't been to prison, got felonies and everything. Elder grabbed the paper very confidently as he told me he said sure give uh i'll fill this out and get it back to you in the morning and uh you can move forward he said matter of fact let me just fill it out now and as he began to fill it out the man said you know what elders don't even worry about that be ready to start tomorrow that was our first over a hundred thousand dollar contract and so i learned i learned i didn't even know that story yeah, you know, he always carried that ladder around the Wells Fargo. Right, 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 right. right. But, I know, I knew about the Wells Fargo job, and I didn't know about right. How that so happened. that was the onset of everything. But see, but what drew us together is I could see in him what had been dampened because that was in me. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell you something: if you can't see, and this is what we need to know as humanity: when God made us, He made us in His image. Mm-hmm. We're all good. But sometimes that good have to be unearthed. And you won't find one jewel 
whether it's a diamond, a ruby, or anything that's laying on the surface of the earth. It is under the earth. Mm -hmm. And it's when you discover it, you become and see the value of it. And it's the same way in human beings. You have to discover what is good, but you will not be able to discover what is good in somebody till you recognize that you are mirroring yourself. This has been an episode of the Simply Pilot Podcast. <laughs> I just want to uh, thank y'all for tuning in. <laughs> um, wow. What you think about that, Joe? That was amazing. Honestly, that was. Yeah, you would have left the nigga. I would have. <laughs> see, if I heard that story, I probably wouldn't have left him. Right, right, right. That was before the house, though, so she already knew. Okay, yeah, you know? see, but that no, happened. I didn't know that when I walked in no prison. You don't see no, no. prison. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the prison, I'm but that, I'm saying. That came before the house. Yeah. So, like. No. That is where the house got finished. Oh. 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 Yeah, I wouldn't have seen that house. <laughs> So now y'all can see, y'all can see, like, when I see these, oh, this is what a man look like who asked for 50 50. Like, it triggers stuff in me because I'm like, yo, like, and I'm not even saying my dad was the perfect husband. God knows right, he right, wouldn't. Right, I just know what I seen. I can only imagine what she seen. Right, but right. I know after 30 years of marriage, they're divorced and they're still friends. Yeah. Like, they're, his girlfriend, her boyfriend, they still in the room together. They can right. hang out. They're still friends. So it was a beautiful life. We traveled the world. We seen a lot of things, but it was because we were not stuck to a stereotype of, Oh, this man ain't making money like that. Right. And I just see sisters losing. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I see brother. I'm not putting this all on sisters. Right. It's a lot of brothers that are not executing. And I'm not talking about them niggas. Mm -hmm. I'm just talking about there are some men out here. If you just take the time to listen, mute out society noise. Because right. society says he got to make this money. Right. Society says he got to drive this car. Society says he got to work here. If we mute that and really listen to this man and his heart. Right. I feel like we will see that. Damn. You know what? This somebody that is going to love me. You know what right. I'm saying? And it might look like 50-50 right now, but collectively we're going to be 100% happy right. with right. each other. Right. Because you know yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this one thing, and then I I certainly am enjoying y'all. I mean, I, we were enjoying each other before, before we even we got started. started. Right? But the one point that I wanted to say, too, is we got to realize when we, we're meeting people, we're coming from only what we've seen. And right. what we know. And most people ain't trying to duplicate what you know. You're trying to you're trying to create something new. Right. So when you meet a man and you he is that traditional guy that like say, hey, I want you to pay 50 50. But then I want you to do the household. He's he's speaking what he knows. Right. But but this is the the great thing about dating. Dating becomes the ground where you can create and set the foundation for what you want to create that neither one of you have ever seen. And that's, that is why now 30 years after marriage, I realized the, the, when I went through my divorce, I realized what happened is my divorce wasn't personal. My, my ex had got to a place where he was discovering himself. And unfortunately, he chose not to discover that part of himself with me. Right. I, for whatever his reasons were, <clears throat> and I had to realize, don't take it personal. Right. And even though I loved him, 
I need, the best thing, if I truly loved him, I needed to let him go mm-hmm. and become the man he needed to become right now. But this is the thing. That's why after that divorce, I can still be a friend to him because I got these wonderful memories we created. I don't have resentment. What I, I had to come to term with, it wasn't personal. We we were in two different places, two different set mindsets, and we had grown apart, and I didn't even realize it because I was still in love. Mm-hmm. But it it wasn't that he didn't love me, but it was he was in a different place. And so what women have to realize, if you're looking for that opportunity that like every woman that I hear outside of he gotta have this, he gotta she's also she's she's communicating I want somebody that can fit in this dream that I have. But that dream, keep the, the the vision of that dream, just like we kept that 3D picture up there. Keep that up there, but walk it back. Mm-hmm. And then create that journey of what it's going to be like to walk to that. Mm-hmm. Fall in love with the process. Yes. Trust it. Right. Um, B, as someone in our generation, how does that story make you feel? Um, Fuck that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a lovely story. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, like she said, I don't think I would have stuck it out. Yeah. But it's it's a it's lovely. It's beautiful. It yeah. it it definitely shows. It's it's a hopeful story. Yeah, you know, a feel good story. But uh, yeah, they just said that it was Obama. It ain't gonna happen again. <laughs> Look, look, so uh, again, man, I always tell people, we don't come on this podcast to agree or disagree. We're going to have uh, a a beautiful conversation. I feel like we've had that. Absolutely. uh, I've definitely reached uh, my hour point, and I don't like to keep people too long because we we can stay here all day. Yeah. Uh, But I do want to wrap up with this. I'm going to give the sisters the opportunity. We say sisters got something to say. Um, when it comes to sisters out here, I want everybody to just talk to the sisters. Your last remarks uh, when it comes to the 50-50 love. Uh, do it. Don't do it. Stay. Don't stay. I mean, these are your last words. Say what you want to say. Tell people how to follow you, connect with you, anything you want them to support. And we'll do it the way we introduce people in. So we'll stop with you, Ma. I'm just saying, um, just realize everybody is coming from a different place. Take the time, take your time and date and see if you can launch the potential of, of something wonderful um, by just relaxing and hearing the story, seeing where somebody is and then making a judgment. Do I want to start where they are? You know, and just just look at uh, one of my favorite things uh, I always make reference to. Um, I don't know her first name, but the first wife, but remember Ronald Reagan was married twice. Mm -hmm. The first wife was a movie uh, actress and she ended up being very successful, but she divorced Ronald Reagan because he was a B list. She was an A list. Mm -hmm. She said, I can't deal with him because he's not a star. Nancy Reagan came along and she said, you're more than a star. You're a president. Mm -hmm. And she stayed with him to his death. And so you have to realize if you want those victory stories, find a man that you can go climb the mountains and visit the valley, you know, and just know that you can trust your heart. When you see yourself in him, then you can relax. You was made to nurture that man.
Mm. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. Mm-hmm. Coach. Yeah, so my last thoughts are in a relationship or when you're getting to know somebody, I really feel like as women, you have to know that self-love is the best love. I think we look for other people to complete us. So that's why their money is so important and everything that they're bringing to the table is so extremely important. But I do think you attract what you are trying to manifest. So if you are 100% yourself, if, and if you've built up yourself to a capacity where you don't really need somebody else to complete you, um, I think that you'll attract what you need versus having to say, uh, what, what's the quote you keep saying? What's the? What's I mean, the- my bag and I'm gonna be here too. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I see me, I got some new shoe. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that won't be as important if you just pour into yourself. I'm 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 a huge advocate for that. So absolutely, yeah, I That's love good. that. Yeah. And man, y'all shout out to my coach, man. Black Wives yes. Matter. Make sure y'all thank you, look thank her, you. Look her up, support her, support yeah. the movie that she got going yes, on. Please, thank you. Cause oh, <laughs> um, see the girl. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for the. <laughs> I'm all for the fifty-fifty. You know. Um, Shoot, I wish somebody come in my life and want to pay half of my bills. <laughs> I'm tired hey, look, of paying all of them. Hey, look, brothers, brothers who listening, man, my cousin is beautiful, but her beautiful. baby daddy big as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so just, just know that. <laughs> I feel like when you get yourself in a situation, pay attention when you first get in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pay attention. Pay attention. Um, Like you said, self-love is the best. Yes. Know what you want, what you're looking for. And I'm, I say don't settle. You know right. what I'm saying? Because, hey, it's somebody out there that's going to give you what you, you want. Give you what you want. Right. right. So, yeah. That's what's up. That's I can, awesome. I, I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. Um, my last words, man, you know, to the sister that's out there looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> Seven years, 30 days, baby. Seven Hey, look, we can touch the motherfucking sky. <laughs> but, but I'm going to end it with a quote from my Uncle Teddy. He said, I don't want 70 30. I don't want 60 40. I Something want that 50 50 love. love. I love y'all. Hey. This has been a great episode of the Jess Elders Podcast. I'll see y'all next week. I'm so glad that that's you